Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and welcome to another episode of the Meatgistics podcast. So to kick things off, earlier today, I put a poll up on our community section of YouTube asking for the YouTube community, who is nicer? Not who is better, who you like more. Who do you think is a nicer person, Austin or me? I don't know how this is even even close. Like You don't really think you're a nicer person, though. I'm clearly a nicer person. I don't know about that. Well, the community doesn't know either because it is literally 50-50. Usually it'd be like, you know, 51, 49 something, but no, exactly half the people have voted for you that have, well, and voted for me. That's ridiculous. Is this is this part of our continued feud over like little changes on meatgistics to like poke at the other person? No, no, you haven't found, nor has anyone to the best of my knowledge found the ones that I put in there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How sure are you? When was the last time you checked? I changed what you changed about me within like five seconds of you putting it in there. Did it tag you? I, I'm not telling you how I found I it. I know it tagged when, you. When posts are edited, I get notifications <laughs> on things. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, John, you trying to be sneaky. I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to wait and see how long it took oh, for it you to notice. Oh, it was going to take me forever because I've been waiting for somebody to notice. Yeah. So, John, uh, I don't even remember what I started with. So, we'll, we'll start with this one and backtrack and get there. Hopefully, I remember. But John changed the conversion chart. No, not the conversion charts. The fact page. Uh um, and the troubleshooting document to include like a fifth line item on a few different ones. That's like, you could be having wrinkled casings. If one, two, three, four, number five, Austin made your sausage, something like that. Don't let Austin make your sausage yeah. was the fix. Um, but that was in response to you making my image, the download oh, button. Yeah, so let's yeah, not yeah. act like you <laughs> didn't start that. Oh no, I, st- I'm pretty sure I started this whole thing, but, um, once it's once it started, I I don't I don't lose. I'm scared. Really? How was the week of veganism? That's different. Mm, I'm pretty sure it's the same. All right, I just looked through there real quick, and I don't see any changes. So that means that you made it like difficult to find. Oh well, no, I didn't put anything about you in there. Oh, you just took it out. Uh-huh. Oh, that's not much fun. Unless there is something in here and you're just telling me you didn't. No, there's not. Okay. All right. So good chance to talk about the Meatristics troubleshooting document. Uh, if you have some sort of weird problem with almost any meat product you're making, uh, you can come here, find what your problem is, what product you're making. And then we have uh, potential causes of it and what can be done. Now, sometimes nothing can be done on that product. It's just what you could do next time to avoid yeah. that product. There's a couple though that you can still fix. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's super helpful though. Like I, I don't know how long we talked about putting that out, but that I mean that's like a lot of information over the years. Going who? Okay, so and so had this, so and so had that. We're kind of figuring out what are the most common things. Yep. And you putting putting that out there now, like that's super helpful for a ton of people. So. Uh, at last last time I checked, which is right now, it has seventy six hundred people have gone to it. So not bad. Not bad. Not too bad. Now that's nowhere near the conversion chart, which is clearly the most helpful thing I've ever done, with sixty five thousand people going to that conversion chart. That's insane. And now that might drop off though, because I had Rachel go through and take all of those and actually put them on the page on the actual product so page. Any yeah. product you go to on me or on Waltons.com, as long as it's a sausage jerky, summer sausage seasoning, something like that, it'll have the full breakdown. So it'll give you um, how much to use per pound of meat in both weight and volume and how much to use for five pounds of meat. So, all right. Enough talking about the, all the awesome things I've done. We should talk about some stuff you've done. Do you have anything? Am I supposed to? Uh, no. Hmm. We were supposed to talk about something you, I don't even remember, like last week you brought up something like, oh, we need to talk about that on the podcast. Do you remember what it's it was? It's gone. Huh? No idea. Now, there is one thing we could talk about, or we might end up cutting this segment out. We don't often do that. Um, but the one shot. 
Are you aware of what's going on? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had been telling everybody, because it's what we had been told, that the one shot, the Walton's one shot was coming in with the fixed stud. And we would have extra studs to then give everybody who bought one a coupon code. And next time they place an order, they could get one of these replacement studs. Just seemed like the easiest way to do it. Um, unfortunately, there was a miscommunication uh, and... The old studs came on the however many just came in, and the ones that they sent us were not one-shot studs. They were just regular number 12 studs, so those are useless, and I don't know what we do with those. They are air freighting us. Um, what they have in stock of the correct ones, uh, and then they are covering shipping to get them to, to people, um, and then they're, they are working on manufacturing more of them because they're sending us everything they have. Um, so I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Sorry, um, we're getting it fixed. It'll, it'll be quick though. If they're air freighting in, we should have those, uh, within a couple days, maybe even by the time the podcast is out here, I would think. I we, doubt it. You I broke so? a lot of things when I opened up one of those and saw that I went on <laughs> a rampage, Yeah, an absolute rampage. Um, yeah, so we're, we're getting that fixed. Uh, the insert for the quick patty maker. Ooh, yeah. That's in. Saw that so came in. you can order those. Uh, we have it up on the website. Pat took a picture of it today. So it will have an image up on the website. The holes are two and a half inches, uh, in diameter and they're three quarters of an inch thick. Um, so if you like your patties a little bit thinner than that, you can smush it down a little bit. Um, but I think it works great. Love it. I, I I hope that goes as well as we think it will, just because so many people have asked us for that over the years. It's, it's Is that insane. the number one, like, not, like, odd request? Like, that's not super obvious? Yeah. I would say, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Do you have an Definitely. insert? Do you have an insert? Definitely a top request. Do you remember when I tried to craft one? <laughs> yeah. Never worked. <laughs> I wanted something that you could put inside the regular one, but no matter what I did, as soon as you push it over, it just falls right out. So it was never you, going to work. The only way I could think to, to do that would be to like drill out a couple little holes in the side and whatever you put in there could then like, whoops, hit the microphone, latch into it. I don't know. But now we have the insert, it doesn't matter. But right. But no, if you did that way, because I thought of that, but then when you take it back out, when you go to use it again, it's going to shoot into those holes. True. So, yeah. I don't know. It is, it is, it's fun though. When we start thinking of ideas to try and you and I get in here and do stupid stuff, the, the, the best of all time, I think is still when we tried to use the sausage stuffer as an apple press, <laughs> that was just fantastic. I, it, they say you can't plan a viral video, but had we actually been recording at that point, I mean, just one, the ridiculous is of how far it shot out, mm -hmm. but then our reactions to it. <laughs> it was insane. I mean, I lost control of my body. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I legitimately fell on the ground. I, that was awesome. Okay. So did anything else come in with those? No, those are the two things. Uh, we have we, yeah, electric stuffers yep. are back in stock. So electric stuffers are back in stock and ready to ship. Um, they are also, they're working with Andrew, um, talking about a, uh, new upgraded motor. Um, I ran through snack sticks on that thing. Like I had the two, uh, new customer service agents in here and we did 25 pounds of these. We made these snack sticks. It's just no problem whatsoever. So, I mean, I, I understand that people are experiencing problems with them, but I don't know if I, I mean, that is just one I picked out of a box that wasn't sent to us. That wasn't a Potemkin unit. So. Yeah. Overall, I mean, in my opinion on the whole thing, like it, it, it's, it's a nice stuffer. It's, um, it's got a little motor on it. It makes it super convenient, but it's still something that costs under a thousand bucks in something that we're trying to replicate technology from the commercial meat processing world that at the lowest level costs, what's, what's a 26 pound Tulsa cost now? Probably 3,500. Oh yeah. For now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we're, we're trying to take something that is 
a lot bigger, a lot more expensive and put it into a package that works well for the retail and at home user. And so it's it's not going to be perfect in every scenario, just because if we, if we want perfect, we got to go spend three, four times the amount of money mm-hmm. um, or even go past that. And I mean, that's just talking hydraulic stuffers and you you really want perfect. You got to go up and get a vacuum stuffer and then you're talking 30,000 at minimum. That's and that's probably not even realistic. It's going to be higher than that. So it it's one of those things where even though like it is, it's really nice. It's a great unit, but expecting pure, complete perfection on sure. it isn't totally realistic just because of it's trying to duplicate something that's a lot more expensive. Yeah. My problem though, is like with that motor, I've done hundreds of, of pounds of sausage and it hasn't failed. And then, you know, it's extremely frustrating and disappointing to hear about people who it fails during the first, the first one. And I'm not saying that people at home are doing, you know, necessarily doing something wrong. It's just manufacturing, uh, variations, I guess. Yeah. Not everything is going to be exactly perfect and exactly the same. Yeah. Well, I wrote my name on the top of that motor. So <laughs> I did. <laughs> that motor says John's motor and I'll shoot if someone tries to take that. Okay. Now I said these snack sticks, these snack sticks are gigawatt hot with ghost pepper. And we broke up the one chip challenge that you weren't man enough to do. I wasn't man enough. Well, to do. You still could have ate it and proved your manliness. That's, but that's not the point. I didn't lose. Um, and we spread it out across an entire 25 pound batch. You've already taken a bite, but take more bites. <laughs> take more bites. That is That has to be a piece of chip in there. Where, no, it was see. blue. Never yeah, mind. It was blue. No. no, it's casing bleed. There, yeah. like that. Oh, that's the red pepper from red pepper from the gigawatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, gigawatt by itself's got some heat. Ghost pepper obviously adds some heat, but that one chip challenge thing really gave it a lingering heat. Like the ghost pepper cheese is hot, but it fades really quick. Kind of the same thing with the gigawatt. Whatever I just said there, gigawatt. Um, this heat lingers. However. Some things are just hot just to be hot, and they're almost obnoxious. This is a pleasing heat. Mm-hmm. I really like this gigawatt with that one chip challenge thing. Pocky, what's it called, Patrick? I'm not sure. He's mad at me. I'm, I don't know the name. I gave him the keep going thing earlier. So I ate two pieces of that. I think that's all I'm going to eat because I'm pretty sure I feel it burning in my stomach. It is warm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird because it's not like... It's not overly hot and spicy, but it's just, it's a solid heat. It gets all of your mouth. It's it, not like tip of the tongue heat. It's not back of the throat heat. It is all of it. It just sits there and just kind of burns. Now imagine taking all of that spread across 25 pound batch, condensing it into one chip. Now here's, I don't know if I said this. Have we done a podcast inside? We did that. I don't think so. As I was showing them uh, how to empty the mixer. Right, because we crushed it up in the pestle and then put it in there. As do, you wear, do you wear gloves doing that? Nope. Okay. Nope. So as I'm clearing the the mixer, uh, I use the scraper, pull out the last little bit, and right in there is just one line of blue. <laughs> and the seasoning or these chips are like just bright blue. So I use the scraper and I kind of try to pick it up, but instead I just like jam it further into the meat. So there is one bite in here that somebody's <laughs> going to have some some problems with. Yeah. Is this the same thing? Uh-uh. I want you to try that. Tell me if you can figure out what that is. That has no heat to it whatsoever. Okay. So these were snack sticks that I must have finished at the end of the day because they were in big, long backpacks with no label, no nothing on them. I'll be honest, it's hard to taste flavor after having right? ate the spicy yeah. one. So it's not a snack stick, if that gives you any help. Is it summer sausage? It is. I don't know which one. Okay. It tastes nope. like a summer sausage. Getting but. the summer sausage at all was good. It's H summer. Hmm. So we wanted to do H in a snack stick to kind of go over the difference between snack stick and like the what the different sizes would make for taste. That's interesting. I actually like 
unrelated. I didn't know you did this, but I ate a couple days ago um, a store-bought snack stick. Okay. Um, I was just in the store and I'm like, I'm hungry. I was like, ah, that's better than mm-hmm. something else. Um, but it was summer sausage and a snack stick. And I was like, huh, it'll be interesting to see what somebody else's take is on that. Try it. And it was good. I mean, ta- it was like this. It tasted <clears throat> a little bit of heat, just like reared, its, reared its head. That's going to keep coming. <laughs> um, well, but it, t- yeah. to be fair, you tried one right before the podcast and you kind of poo-pooed the heat. So that's why I wanted you to eat a few more pieces. Right? <laughs> but it's, it's, it was, it was good. It was, it's different because you change the form factor mm-hmm. and it does affect the texture and, and your mouth feel. Love the, the word yeah. mouth feel. Palette but, appeal. <laughs> Pop a salt. But it's just, yeah, it's different. So if somebody's looking to do something different, I'd suggest trying it because it's, um, it still is a familiar flavor, but it is, I, I don't, I'm struggling to describe what it does to it, but it's, it's different. It's, I don't know. It tastes like it, but it t- also tastes different. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's good that I don't rely on using words to make my living. All right. Let's talk about these. Go ahead. You bought them. <laughs> Great. So, um, I came across something. Uh, this is not a sponsored product. Just FYI, uh, make sure everybody's clear on that one. Um, something called Carnivore Crisps. Um, my wife actually found it, and she was interested in it. And she was like, "Should I buy some?" And I'm like, "No, don't buy any." I was like, "I'm gonna go buy some." <laughs> like, this is gonna. We'll talk about it on the podcast because there's a bunch of weird stuff. One, um, John and I, we like always trying like different game meats so they had bison they had lamb they had chicken elk elk um, but then they also have beef liver chicken skin uh beef heart and the one i'm actually mostly excited about is beef ribeye well that's not this one we're trying bison first so they they kind of seem like jerky but it's not jerky i don't know if i want bison fat yeah. I've never tried bison fat. It's when they say crisps, I mean that is that is accurate. It's very thin and it is crispy. So from what it is, John and I were talking earlier, I don't know that they can actually call it jerky. I think that's why they have it labeled as crisps. Yeah. Um we've we had a commercial customer that we ran into that with on a product that was too thick and they couldn't get it to actually meet what they needed to to really call it jerky so they called it more like a steak strip or something like that i forget what it was do you remember dragon's breath kipper beef mm, no it wasn't that but similar scenario okay. similar thing is that but um it's just different there's supposedly no nitrites or nitrate mm-hmm. i thought i remembered reading something that the salt in it actually has something and john and i we couldn't never find anything so i'm not really sure it- I don't know. It's it's basically uh, a sea salt that's used in it. Yeah. And that's the 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 only curing agent basically is just salt. So they're making it shelf stable by using salt and making the water activity very low. Incredibly low. Very low. Incredibly low. I tried to break a, a piece close to the microphone, so hopefully you guys heard a crisping noise. All right, so that one was the bison. That's not bad, though. That's not bad. I like that. That's not bad. It tastes a lot better than it smells. Yeah. I was, after, when you said this isn't a sponsored product, I was about to say, yeah, you'll figure that out when we review it. But um, no, that wasn't bad. Here, hold on. Don't say it. Don't do anything. So that's how dry it is. I mean, it is almost as dry as a potato chip. Patrick, do you want any of this? It's not bad, man. I like the elk one less. A little gamier. Are you picking up anything you hate? Because it almost has like a soy sauce flavor. But you would you would alert mm-hmm. on that immediately. Supposedly, there shouldn't be any seasoning in it. Okay. It should just be salt. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're labeling. Um, this is a product showing the public, so the labeling has to be correct it says uh bison purified water real sea salt 
Yeah. I'm not a fan of the elk. Not as good as the bison. No. All right, you want to try some uh, crisps beef liver? No, but I will. That's really dark. Extreme. Well, I mean, it's liver. Liver's good for you. Oh, that one's got a different texture. I don't like that. Uh-uh. Huh. Nope. I'm put that one in the break room. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's really, that's the liver's really coming unpleasant. On. Liver's coming on real strong. I don't like it. Oh my God, I don't like that. If you like the taste of liver, you would you would like that. Don't it's, spit it out. Be a man. That got heavy. It started out just kind of crispy and different texture. And then that, it's like in my nasal passages right now. Oh. That liver flavor is just... Overtaking no. everything. How about some chicken skin? I'm, the bison's gonna be the only good one. Yeah. Pull. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you, sure you can. Dog I don't know. It looks like it's for human consumption. If you guys are eating dog food. This is the best episode ever. I think. Doesn't say four dogs. But the anyway. dryness of no, it. No, it says add cheese to the crisps to make your own keto nachos. Dogs love cheese. <laughs> Dogs do love cheese. Not as bad as the beef liver. I, I still just taste beef liver. It just tastes like a like dried out chicken skin. Yeah. I mean, from your oh. from a roasted chicken, that's not bad. Yeah, I think I'm I like that almost as much as I like the beef but or the bison. Okay. So chicken skin and bison are good. We gotta do that one last. Okay. That one's actually gonna be good. Do the other chicken. Watch that one just be terrible. The one Austin's excited for is called uh, Crisp's Beef Ribeye. And this is just chicken breast. You can see like the striations and stuff in the meat. Non-offensive. Not, not as good bad. as the skin or the bison, but like I nothing this. Yeah. I don't, it just, I don't like dry chicken. It's too dry. But I mean, that's kind of the point. If you're going into the back country and you're just worried about calories, not a bad thing to grab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> calories for the price probably wouldn't be worth it. Um, Those guys are more worried about weight than they are price. True. One and a half ounces, and I'm pretty sure that all of these cost anywhere from $8.99 to $12.99. I mean, that's expensive, but all right, let's move on. Go to the beef heart. Beef heart. Yeah. Doesn't smell I'm good. I'm still getting liver. <clears throat> it doesn't smell good. Should I be worried about the fact that there was fat on this heart? Probably not. Unhealthy beef. Fatty heart. Eat it. <laughs> Come on. Talking about being a man and not eating a one chip challenge. You can't even eat a little bit of a heart. Oh. Not horrible. No. I don't really like it, but it's not bad. No. It it neither does nor doesn't do anything for me. Okay. The ribeye. Leg of lamb. Ah. Patrick likes oh. lamb. I don't like the look of it. Maybe it's just the random piece I got. No, they all kind of look like that, it looks like. Oh, very drier. Very dry. So you've just been taking a single bite and putting yours over there. Not all of them. Yeah. Four of them. Well, I've been eating all mine. Like a big boy. What about that one and that one? That is, that's the fat from the bison. That's the chicken skin that I'm still planning on eating. I like that one. Oh, All right, okay. let's go to the ribeye. I got to clear my palate for this one. I still have some sorbet in there from when we <laughs> did something. <laughs> 
this feels like the moistest. Alcohol. How expensive was this bag? Were they all the same or no? Uh, they were all eight ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. Okay. Oh yeah, this one definitely has more moisture. Ooh, not more tender. Oh, not more tender? No, a lot oh, more yeah, yeah, tender yeah, for sure. Oh, I could get down on that. Oh yeah, that's good. That is good. That's the one. Mm. The amount of moisture. That gets taken out of this, though, still. You probably take a 16-ounce steak, and you would turn that into, like, four ounces of jerky. Yeah, probably. But then you take a 16-ounce steak, make it, let's just call it four and a half ounces of jerky. You get three bags out of this that you're charging $12.99 for. And your only ingredient is salt, so you're not paying for <clears throat> seasonings. Some of these would be a lot better, though, with just... with. Yeah, with some seasoning on it. Um, I, let me re-clarify that. Almost all of these <laughs> would do better with some actual seasoning on Take it. Take out the word almost, because even that would be better with some seasoning on it. Yeah, like even on the ribeye. I mean, you need a little garlic, a little onion, a little, um, like a little bit of something extra to it. So what's their thought process, you think, behind not adding anything? Do they want to do something that's just like unquestionable, paleo, keto, whatever they're going for? Yeah, I mean, they, they call out grass-fed, so things like that. Um, I think gluten-free, zero sugar. I think it's meant to appeal to people who want, like, a very, very minimal label. Um, somebody following, like, the carnivore diet right. would be able to do this just fine, which has always intrigued me. I can't, 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 I've, can't do it because I need to eat cheese still. I've told but. you I will do a month or whatever on carnivore diet. If Walton's buys me all the meat I want. I don't know. That's, a, that's an expensive endeavor. I will do it. Yeah. We'd have to find a way that how are we going to market it and what is it going to do? What's the cost? And it comes out of your budget. So. Yeah, I don't like that idea. I'd only do it if you paid for it personally. <laughs> Either way, if the company pays yeah. or I pay, you it's still. For it. that's, that's like the. The topping. It's the cherry on top. We'll see. All right. Do you know what paprika is made from? Oh, dang it. I. Oh. Uh, like bell peppers, chili peppers, red peppers. Okay. Is that your answer that it's a combination of those peppers? It can be multiple different peppers it may not if you buy paprika it may not be it may not be multiple you may get one but i'm i just i i was reading something about this like a month ago oh, okay and i think i'm trying to remember i don't i don't know if i'm if i am 100 accurate but i want to say there was multiple different peppers it could be but so what i saw on it was that it's dried red peppers and i think people think of paprika as like adding a spice like a spiciness to it, it does not no, at all. It's not meant to really add any flavor. Like it's mostly just coloring. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to stump you there, but good job. Well done. Was that on the deal? I put it right at the top. What is P-A-P-R made of? I didn't want oh. to let you look it up. I was wondering, I was like, what is paper? I'm like, what am I supposed <laughs> to know for this? Okay. Moving on to meat matters. Sure. All right. Made in the USA proposed rule change clarifies grocery meat labels. Shoppers could soon find it easier to tell if those grocery store steaks or pork chops are really made in the USA. Federal agriculture officials on Monday released new requirements that would allow labels on meat, poultry, or eggs to use that phrase or product of USA only if they come from animals born, raised, slaughtered, and processed in the United States. That's a sharp change from current policy, which allows voluntary use of such labels on products from animals that have been imported from a foreign country and slaughtered in the U.S., but also on meat that's been imported and repackaged or further processed in the U.S. Got through that entire paragraph without any misspeaks <laughs> when... Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I got to look it up. When If these weren't so expensive, these could 
be in my regular diet. The bison, the chicken skins, and definitely the ribeyes. So just doing a quick Googling, um, I was going to say many years ago, I remember like a big deal about country of uh, mm -hmm. origin labeling cool. Probably and that was, Trump years. Uh, that was a, a big thing. I mean, it would affect a big guys, small guys, everything across the industry. Um, and that I think was from around 2009, give or take. Um, yeah. January 2009 final rule implementing mandatory country of origin labeling. So is that in conjunction with, is it an addendum to, or is it just the agriculture or executive people just saying, this is what we're going to do now. Um, I don't know, but I have a feeling if they do make a change, that's going to make waves in the industry. I would imagine because mandatory cool labeling did make waves throughout the industry. Well, it does say more than 40% of shoppers said they look for the USA label when buying meat. Do you? No. Neither do I. I, I don't know if I should say this, but I don't what? know that I really care. Like I, when I, when I go buy meat, I look at the meat and right. I, I look, I like, I look like the weirdo that's got like all the steaks pulled out and I'm like, okay, which one do I want? And I'm like sitting there for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden I look behind me and there's like five people trying to get into this. So I got asked at Sam's what I was doing and I was taking a picture of those strip steaks because of the beautiful marbling in them. Yeah. It looks awesome. Right. I almost bought those. I was like, ah, but I don't need them. Um, but yeah, he's like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, these have great marbling. I'm taking a picture of them. Like, what do you think I'm doing? So, yeah, we're the weirdos who pay way too much attention to me, but apparently don't care where it's from. Yeah, I more care about the perceived quality of it than, which I, I don't know. Maybe if beef in the U.S. is a typically higher quality, then I may just gravitate that way naturally mm -hmm. without even looking at where it's from. If it, that's just how it is, I, which I would assume that beef from the u.s is usually at least fairly decent unless you're talking like japanese wagyu or uh kobe or whatever yeah, you're different which i'm not usually like paying for fancy mm -hmm. stuff is but yeah i don't i don't i don't go pay for that maybe it's because we're obviously in the u.s so i see meat which is a fresh if i see a fresh steak i'm just assuming that's obviously from the u.s like I'm not thinking, oh, I wonder if this was imported from Brazil or Australia, which would be the two countries that are probably most likely. Um, yeah, but other than that, I don't think I it, it really bothers me one way or the other. All right, can't say much about this because it's behind a, a paywall, um, but I did take some of the information from it. Uh, Keanu's latest role, fungus killing bacterial compound. The Keanomycins, which is what they legitimately named this peptide, Keanomycin, um, that will kill fungal pathogens. They're a bacterial compound that specifically targets certain types of fungus. It targets Botrytis cinerea, specifically, which is a nasty bug and infects over 200 plants. So it's awesome that they've come up with a peptide or something that will attack that. And we can use it as, uh, you know, antifungal on crops. But what happens when it's eaten all of that specific fungus and then wants to mutate and go to other things? Someone has to get the science community under control and be like, hey, stop. Stop doing these things. Yeah. We talked about it a couple of years ago at this point. They made a, a mushroom or a fungus of some kind that eats plastic and breaks it down like to nothing. What happens when that fungus gets out and just starts spreading? I mean, everything in this room is made of plastic in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, you would potentially have a very large problem on your hands. All of our microphones fall apart. All of our computers, the camera, all of that is made from plastic. Don't think it's a great idea to go ahead and come up with a wild animal well is a fungus an animal what is a fungus i would say no it's i mean it's like a mushroom yeah a, they're their own thing aren't they i think they're still fungus. flora or fauna i don't know whatever it's not a great idea to come up with a living thing and just turn it loose all right 
So first, before we go on, I'm, I'm trying to find more stats as I'm talking here, but um, some of it and what scientists do on different things like that. I mean, it sounds awesome. He's looking at weird graphs. Yeah, here we go. So, okay. I just pulled up like wheat. What What's, what's the yield? How many bushels per acre? So um, we're actually not from, I just pulled up a different chart, but um, I switched to this one because I looked at new data. Now I got old data, but the new data were somewhere around like 40 to 50 bushels an acre. And okay. it peaked like a few years ago, um, kind of been up and down. But if you go back to like 1950, we had 16 bushels an acre. Go back to 1900, there was 12. Sure. Go back further, there's 11. So as as people improve, whether it's, uh, and I, I think you can probably see the same thing on like a chart about beef and cattle and, and how much meat, and quality meat. So as time goes on, we get better and we, we do so much more at producing more with less that. And people continue to get less and less healthy and more and more diseases are cropping up. Yeah, it's probably a lot of people like, eat too many Oreos. And, anxiety, all these things like they'd put people in an institution back in the 50s if they had half the anxiety level of the average teenager right now. Yeah. So all, all of this, yes, you've created uh, a surplus in wealth and you've managed to feed more people with, you know, the same amount of land, but you haven't increased the nutrients, you've altered the food. Have you heard the, and I obviously there is no data to back this up, but I've seen a bunch of things recently where people are like, I had friends come in from out of country, spend a month in the United States, all of them put on like 10 to 15 pounds. And they said they were eating the same amount they eat at home. There is something in our food right now that is causing a whole host of, of health issues. I know I joke around about how I eat a lot of beef and a lot of steak and whatever. I don't eat enough to be as overweight as I am currently. I cannot lose weight. The only thing that seems to be working is cutting out anything that's been cooked or processed somewhere else and only relying on things that I'm 100% cooking myself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're coming to get us. Tweets their own on that because it's... Yeah, I, I think it can be done. It's just, every, I don't know. Everybody, everybody's different. Everybody, everybody's body is different on how they handle food and whatnot. But I don't know if we could even, could we even sustain the amount of people that we have now in the Probably world not. if we didn't literally, like we, we tripled uh -huh. our, our yields. So between ranching and farming, could we even feed everyone that's on the earth if we hadn't done that in the well, last I mean, 70 years? Hunger really isn't the... Back in like the 80s, they would talk about like world starvation, how we were going to have too many people. We wouldn't be able to feed them all. We have the exact opposite problem. We have homeless people who are obese, not, you know, heavy or whatever. They're obese. There is too many calories available to everybody. So we've gone, we've shot right past the target. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Is it better to have too much or too little? Too little. Probably I depends. would argue. We're supposed to struggle when we just have all the calories we want at our fingertips. I don't think it's good mentally. I know it's not good physically. Well, it's weird. Homeless people are still well-fed in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not well-fed. There are obese. Oh yeah. Homeless people. Well, they don't seem like, and this is, I don't know their day or what they're, but they don't like, used to be like, oh, I need money for food. Like, could you please, I need money for food now. It's right. just like, they're not. I mean, they're a stone's throw away from rubbing two pennies together and getting something at McDonald's. Like, and, and that's not trying to be mean, but that is reality. Yep. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, Biden-Harris administration announces action investments to create fairer markets. So it's another 89 millions or 89 millions, 89 million. <laughs> millions of dollars, <laughs> 89 million invested to finance startup and expansion of independent processors. Sweet. Yeah. However, I have concerns. Oh, I mean, huge yeah. surprise. Anytime. Yeah. Once an industry has relied this long on government handouts, how do you ever expect it to break away from that? You don't. So you start it and then it all stop. they start doing is, okay, you want 
more of these government handouts, well, now you have to start, you know, making this change that we want, making that change that we want. Pretty soon, there is no, you know, free and fair market for beef, for pork, for chicken. Yeah. Yeah. On one hand, it's cool. And on the other hand, yeah, there's some scariness behind it, but I don't know. It's one of those things. There's, there's a lot of things I don't like that happen and come out of the government, but when you're given the system, you play by its rules is kind of what I go by. Kind of goes back to, um, other things. It could be like, should a business use tax abatements? Personally, I don't like tax abatements, but if your competitor down the street's using them and you're paying taxes, you're paying into the system, why don't you use the system mm -hmm. and use what's there? Because that's what you got to do to compete. So um, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, they just keep, it seems like they just every month it's like, oh, this new Another program's out, million. this new program's out, this new program's out. It sounds all great, but the long term will be the judge. Yep. I mean, we'll look back a couple years from now and um, be able to, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. See what's see what's gone on. That money's all being printed out of thin air. Um, it's funny because I took Spanish in high school and aggressively and proudly never learned it. But <laughs> now, when everything goes to if everything goes to pot here, I'm moving to Argentina, and that's what they speak down there: Spanish. So, what are you, Hitler? You moving to Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Have you ever, did you ever watch Hunting Hitler or Finding uh, Hitler? I mean, I was familiar with the show. I didn't really, like, I, it, it's so funny with those shows. It's like, of course you didn't find him this episode. It would have been breaking news six months ago when you were right. filming it. So it's just yeah. like, there's no way, but yeah. they still do. Same thing with Bigfoot or any and of those. And Curse of Oak quests. Island. Yeah. I'm just like, they're not like, but meanwhile, there I am. Uh, alas, <laughs> we did not find the, you know. Aww. I'm like, oh, come on. Shoot. 48 minutes for this. Nothing. All right. Cattle chat tips for feeding steer at home. This is from K state. I figured that, that you'd appreciate that uh, locally sourced food has grown in popularity in recent years, leading some cow calf producers to raise steer calves through the finishing phase rather than selling them at weaning expert at KSU beef cattle Institute said it's important that first time cattle feeders deliver the appropriate ration and understand the increased expenses they may incur. So they give some reasons or some like tips on how to feed them. Really the main one was understand that your beef is going to be more expensive this way, not cheaper. You're going to average, uh, like a, a successful one would average at like $5 a pound. Uh, but it says the main goal for steers hand fed between 700 pounds through oh, 600, Somewhere it should say 650 and 700 pounds, but it doesn't. Um, 650 and 700 pounds through the finishing phase is three pounds per day. That's crazy. That's insane. Six pounds of feed for one pound of gain. And they want to add three pounds per day. That's absolutely crazy. And it, so it's um, about 2.1 tons of feed during that phase that the cattle will need. So another one of their uh, tips was buy good airtight storage and buy in bulk because <laughs> you're going to be feeding that little thing a lot. That's crazy. Okay. Family raises dog in quotation marks for two years, then realizes it's a bear. How? Like a family in a remote part of China adopted what I thought it was a puppy only to discover two years later it was actually a bear. Su Yun, who lives in a village outside the city of Kunming in Yunnan province, I did that well. Uh, <laughs> bought what she was led to believe was a Tibetan Mastiff puppy while on vacation in 2016. Now, to be fair, Tibetan Mastiffs are enormous. They sort of look like bears, right? But that's my dream, to be able to raise a bear. Do you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Mm, here and there. Okay. I hated all the characters. Oh, Barney has a good him there especially about a bear and wanting like a bear and like having like a, a ring bear for like a wedding, a ring bearer, but not a bearer, okay. yeah, a yeah. ring bear. That's what <laughs> I always think of funny. on bears, but yeah. But have you ever seen a Tibetan Mastiff? Mm -mm. They like, you could easily mistake one for a bear. They are I don't know. amazing looking. Hold on. 
Lion-like Tibetan Mastiff is the most expensive dog in the world. Yeah, they sold it for, uh, in China, I think it was like two point something million dollars, one of them. I don't know. I mean, it's... Look at that. It's fluffy. It's got a lot of hair. Oh, does that look fluffy to you? They are super vicious. This and the Kangle yeah. are the two dogs that they say, like, nobody should own. Like, unless you have... The Kangle, especially, they're like, uh, they say for 0.1% of the population, it's like the best dog ever because it bonds with one person and all it wants to do is run around and protect you and your livestock. If you don't have a huge amount of land for it to roam around and livestock to, for it to guard, it gets bored and that's not a good thing because they are full. I mean, these people or these dogs take on wolf packs. I need one of these. Not wolves. Kangle has the strongest bite of any uh, dog. I think it's even stronger than a wolf's and they just want to bite things. They're awesome looking. Uh, to be honest, uh, my, my old dog saddle sounds like a miniature version <laughs> of that dog. She bonded to one person in this world. And That's it was fair. Me, That's and fair. She just tagged along with me, guarded and protected me. That's like. true. And wanted to bite. <laughs> yeah. Definitely wanted to bite. I remember the first time I saw saddle was in that, uh, crossroads right there. And I went to pet her and your mom was <laughs> holding her. And she almost looked at me like I was stupid. She's like, no, no, no. You don't pet saddle. I was like, she's a dog. She's not a nice one. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, cardiologist speaks truth about cholesterol and statins. So this is a super interesting article. Um, it's from the Epoch, Epoch Times. Uh, Epic Epoch. I don't know, whatever. I was super proud. My mom reads that website now. Huh. Uh, but it's about why the body creates uh, cholesterol. And so for years and years, they've been telling us that the cholesterol you eat is going to be in your blood. And we've learned recently that's not true. And I hope we've pushed that information out on the Meatistics podcast. Um, but basically, it's a, your body's natural response to toxins and oxidation in your body. So if you high, have high cholesterol and you take a statin and don't make any other changes to your daily routine or what you're putting in your body, there's a really, really high chance of you developing cancer. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. Now, I've always heard statins super bad for you, but I've never read it as well laid out as this. Um, so it's uh, Nathan Pritikin, um, the father of the Pritikin diet, lowered his cholesterol from 300, over 300 to 120 and ended up developing two different types of diabetes, or sorry, leukemia, not diabetes, leukemia within a year. It's crazy. Right? So really, really interesting. Okay. Um, a simple free way to heal your gut with no side effects. This is also from uh, the Epoch Times. Um, now this says medicate or meditation is the key. Very interesting because when my wife was getting ready for her like fitness competition, and her hormones got out of whack from getting her body fat so low. That was the first thing the coach she was working with had her do. She'd wake up in the morning. Soon as she woke up, she'd go out into the living room and meditate. So she's just sitting in silence, focusing on her breathing for I think like five to 10 minutes. And that absolutely worked. Mm -hmm. Like it was the most positive probably she's ever been. Um, like well-centered, well-grounded. Um, so... In my response to your doing vegan for a week, I'm going to try this for a week. I'm not going to try until I get back from uh, rendezvous, though, because I don't want to try that while I'm getting ready for that or have that going on. Interesting. So I'll probably forget about this and then won't have to do it. It's behind a wall, so I can't read the whole Yeah, article, I know. I signed up for it. Yeah, I don't want to sign up for it. I don't want to give my Fine. email. But uh, I would yeah i would bet that that's real just because like um like when i like when when my anxiety gets bad yeah like my digestive system doesn't, Not good. doesn't operate like right. normal and so like it's 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 very much tied so if you if you spend more time like meditating and can just keep like your your brain and your mental status just more chill lets the rest of your body just stay more chill how and why they're linked i don't know but I can at least attest to it going the bad way. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever meditated? I've tried. I, mean, I just, 
I know like exactly what they're trying to get through or get you to get through is what makes me stop. It's just, I can't, my brain just goes, nah, 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 nah. yeah. Uh-huh. And th- that's like what they're trying to get you to do. It's like, recognize the thought, acknowledge it, just let it leave. My brain goes, no, 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 yeah. come on. I don't, I don't do well with meditation. I mean, I've tried it, but yeah, my, my brain is like that and it doesn't, it, it doesn't just shut off. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm s- sitting there dealing with the, yakety yak going on is that what it is though it's like practice at doing that yep every Uh day until it's like you don't think of a thought from the fourth grade you don't think of a song oh what was that or you don't think of it's just that's what they're my understanding is that's what they're trying to get you to not do he's like you don't block out the thoughts you like you get better at you have them you just acknowledge it and you go okay move on but I couldn't do it. I, I, I feel like it. you said she did it like right when she woke up. I'd fall right back asleep. I'm closing right? my eyes for five, ten minutes. Could you and like do you have to be like sitting a certain way? Like I, I almost mean this, it's a half joke, but like, could you like if I'm on the toilet, can I meditate for like I'm there for five minutes? <laughs> like you I don't know. think you're supposed to be doing anything else. Well, who's doing anything? Like a bear you're, doesn't think about going to the bathroom. It, it that, just goes. That, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> Um, all right. KFC brings back double down chicken sandwich after 10 year hiatus. Yes. So do you know what this is? Oh, do I know what this is? I helped this, put this on the map, baby. Yeah. This is amazing. I had no idea this was happening. I'm pumped. <laughs> all right. So we'll have to get one as soon as it comes oh, yeah. back. We'll get a couple of them. We'll- all right. So it's, it's the KFC no bread double down is back. It's two pieces of extra crispy chicken, two pieces of bacon sauce and no bread. But I was like, not expecting this you, reaction. You know what's crazy? Is uh, like when that came out, people were like, oh, that's way too much food. What are we talking about now? Like that's just it's a double burger, but just chicken instead of burger yeah. and no bread. Now it's almost I mean, obviously bread it, but what do we like? I That says so much to just where society is with uh, quantity of fast food. Like now we're not batting an eye. And we're like, why isn't this on the menu? It's just bacon, chicken, cheese and sauce. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Put it in yeah. a salad and people are spending 15 bucks on it. Sure. So, oh, it's healthy. Yeah. It has mm-hmm. lettuce. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, the wave of food. No, 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 no. We could do an hour on the double. <laughs> we'll, we'll, when they come here, we have a local KFC. I'll make sure we have one for each of us. All right. The wave oh, I'm of. I'm going to throw up. Uh-oh. Oh, because he's seen vegan stuff. It's vegan cheese. The wave of food companies quiet quitting meat and dairy has begun. It's no secret that a shift towards plant-based food is a smart way for global companies to slash their carbon footprint. My response to that is no, it's absolutely a question. Lies. Lies. Much a question. Um, how do you feel looking at the pizza picture, really? That was my it's still, It question. still looks good. Like... And I, I does it though, I have now belief, knowing what you know. Yeah, but I have belief that it could be good. The cheese, the just cheese. I've I've lost all faith. There is no hope for any plant based cheese ever. Like you could at least like still get a pizza where you got a good crust, you got sauce, you got tomatoes, and uh, somehow you're gonna have to deal with some cheese. But that's not the main focus. So it could still be kind of okay. Well, with that one, it's like big clumps of cheese. Yeah. That still looks like it melted. Um, Little L-I-D-L has taken a bold and necessary step to help consumers transition to a more plant-based diet. Stephanie Jackanowski McGurr. I hate when people hyphen their name. Uh, Little's director of corporate engineer engagement said in a statement, which consumers, the demand for beef is up. What are you talking about? There's no company's quiet quitting meat and dairy. This is... I makes me madder than all whatever. Cause people will fall for this. People will read this and go, Oh, I guess more people are, are not eating dairy and beef. I should do that. Yeah. That is their intention in this. Um, but in the fast food realm, Burger King has been not so quietly quitting animal proteins in recent years with global launches of everything from plant-based Whoppers to meatless chicken nuggets. Now, this is related to the above. I'd rather eat an actual burger. Why plant-based meat sizzled in the U.S.? One major study showed that a huge reduction in meat consumption, ideally 75% less beef. 90% less pork and half the number of eggs per world citizen is essential 
to avoid climate catastrophe. So this is all a pipe dream and it is never going to happen. You are never going to get 75% of oh, people to eat 75% less beef. And if people do start trending that way, I will just eat nothing but beef and then taunt them constantly that oh. I'm eating your beef. Yeah. I eat your beef. I don't like it. your beef. I don't like going that far with it. Like why? I don't want to taunt. It's just it's don't it, go on the Media Six Twitter page. Yeah, I know. Uh I I more like look at it and just go, just stop stop telling everyone else what you should do and what you think is better and not eating beef. Let let me do what I do. I'll let you do what you do. We're past and, that. Yeah. That's not gonna work anymore. Don't do you remember last week when we talked about they realized that just telling people that eating less or you should eat less meat isn't working. So now that they're trying to uh, make them proselytize to other people so that they'll be more likely to do it. Yeah. I mean, they're using advanced psychology to try to forward, you know, move this football forward. And the only way I see of us successfully fighting back is with anger and rage yeah well the um, the in my opinion the way you fight back is you give people give people the option side by side eat fake bacon or real bacon try the two 99.999 percent of people are going to eat the real bacon and go that's good i'm not eating this other crap anymore did it's, you ever actually it, it, it would be a bigger problem if fake meat could actually taste like meat and it was a true replacement it's not. I went vegan for a week. I can vouch that it sucks. Fake meat sucks. No, these... It does not come close. And so when people, uh, if, if they go and try it, it's, I don't think, I don't think enough people will be willing to sacrifice the taste and the flavor that they've come accustomed to. And if, 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 if it comes to a point where there's like a generation of like people that are raising their kids to just be vegan, at some point they're going to get old enough to try real meat and they're going to go, what have I been missing out on all these years? You're underrating the the hold that this whole section of the society has on these people. They will convince themselves that their meatless patty is just as good as a regular burger. And they may actually believe that. Yeah. So that's not going to work. Um, all right, we're going to skip ahead to uh, a couple of ones. Um, is it safe? Local meat sellers, J.C. Summers of the butcher and the baker looking for answers. Now, this is from East Palestine. Um, it's in regards to the, the train derailment. Says, they don't know whether it's safe to eat or not. And that's the calls I've been getting. Is it safe? I'm not a scientist here. I just cut meat. So I don't know that either, Summer says. He also says, I just don't know who's telling us if... It's right or not right. I don't think we're going to know for a couple of years, he said. So that's a local meat locker up in uh, Palestine where the train derailment was. That's scary. Oh, right? Not to be able to know if the meat you're eating is contaminated with, what or was the, it, chlorine, vinyl chlorine, mm -hmm. vinyl chloride, something like that. Uh, but he says, I know we're going to see seri be seeing serious fallout for years to come. And it's already been swept under the rug. There aren't any national stories about this anymore. And he's right. That has already moved out of the news cycle. And at best, it's a footnote now. Until, hopefully, it doesn't happen until we start seeing major health issues from it. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, meat, dairy, and rice production will bust the 1.5 centigrade degree climate target show study. You skipped cocaine hippos. We're going back to it. Um, <laughs> I don't care about this story, but it's interesting that rice is starting to be included in these climate alarmism. That's the first time I've seen rice added to that. Hmm. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Right? So we need to keep an eye on that. All right. Um, Propagation. <laughs> Proposed Olay. I was doing so well. Proposed Olathe meat packing facility would add six hundred jobs. Olatha. Olatha. Thank okay. you. My, my sister lives up there. I just don't know. Does she call it Olathe? I don't know what she calls. No, it. No, she calls it Olathe. Okay. Trust me. Uh, but anyways, it's going to be thirty-two or thirty-two thousand square feet facility on a hundred and thirty-eight acre site. Um, it'll give six hundred and sixty something <laughs> locals a job, and it's going to cost one hundred and fifty-two million. I mean, it's a big facility, so I guess that's not all that bad. All right. 
Going back to Pablo Escobar's <laughs> cocaine hippos won't stop multiplying. Colombia wants to move dozens of them out of the country. I don't really care about the cocaine hippos. What? All I care about, though, is you or Patrick or somebody was talking about bears and cocaine the other day. Have <laughs> yeah. you, were you talking about the cocaine bear movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that's what you're talking about. And I saw previews a few days later and I'm like, this movie <laughs> looks awesome. I can't wait to see it. I absolutely can't wait to see it. Oh, but no, but we complain about feral hogs here. Can you imagine just feral hippos? I guess all hippos are fair. Whatever. Can you imagine having to worry about hippos? That'd be crazy. I would never allow, like my dogs would never be allowed to go down to the ponds. Like my walks <laughs> off leash would be, you'd have to walk everywhere. What kills a hippo? I don't have a gun that would do it. 50 cal right between the eyes. Right? A bigger hippo. A, a, bigger, a bigger hippo. hippo. <laughs> you just need pet hippos. What was his name? Gustav the crocodile. Um, click on the other story that's in there. Just, just so you can see it. It's the man mauled to death. This guy found an orphaned hippo, raised it, played with it, loved it. I think he even bottle fed it. And then one day it just killed him. That's crazy. They're vicious, man. Hippos are, are probably like, like moose. Like good most you, of the time. You wouldn't think like that where, where hippos are. I assume mostly Africa. I don't know if they're anywhere else, but well, now they're uh, in Colombia. Oh, yeah. but other than that, uh, yes. yeah. Um, they're like you. You would think, oh, of all the animals out there, that's not like one of the most dangerous ones. Right. And like in America, oh, even moose. Yeah, they're, there's a lot of them out there. They're not that dangerous. No, moose kill more people in America than like any other animal. And hippos, super dangerous. They just don't look because they're not like uh, aggressive. A, a bear with right. huge teeth. Oh no, and, they have huge teeth. Those tusks yeah. they have, but they just have their mouth closed all yeah. the time. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. So look at just, the size of this moose. I saw it's a big old boy. Listed as moose on steroids. I mean, it's I don't know what you would call that part. It's front arms are the sure. size of my bigger than my legs. That's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I bet they're bigger than your torso. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, I mean, maybe bigger than yours. Um, okay, two other things. Um FDA, two more eyedrop brands have been recalled due to risks. And about a year ago is when my vision really started going. And I was using eyedrops at that point because we were deep in the middle of the website stuff. And I was just staring at a computer screen all day. I got to try and find one of those bottles of like the mm. fake tears I was using and see if yeah. I might be. Um, what do they do with the class action lawsuits? Were you? Yeah, I might be entitled to a yeah. lot. I, I, I more prefer like wearing like glasses. Um, I don't need sunglasses, but, uh, or sunglasses. I don't need like reading glasses, eyeglasses, but I'll wear uh, like sunglasses, even if it's not like bright. Right. Um, or I do have a pair of like computer gaming glasses. It's just like having like something there. Some of it helps with just like keeping air from like, Rushing across, drying your eyes out, things like that. Do you not blink Cut down much? glare. I don't know. I don't think I've ever paid attention to whether you blink a lot or not, which must mean that you blink a normal amount. Sure. Because I, I think I would notice if you either blink too much. And now you're blinking a lot. No, you wouldn't because you blink and you would just assume that you blinked at the same time. I can't tell. Is he saying that I blink a lot? I don't know. <laughs> can't tell. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hershey's unveils plant-based Reese's Cup chocolate bars. Um I, as soon as those come out, we're going to have some in here and we'll, we'll give them a try. Uh, did you see the other thing with Hershey's? <laughs> yeah. Did you see what Daily Wire came I out did. with? I did. Uh, she, she, her, him, her chocolate bars. One has nuts. If we have to tell you which one's which. You don't want to buy these. And their website they set up for was IHateHershey's.com. Yeah. So petty, but it's, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last thing is record prices depends on what cattle you're selling. This is from Beef Magazine. So the five area district fed steer price for January 2023 averaged $156.30 per hundred weight, a figure more than 40% higher than just two years ago. Now, feeder steer in the 600 to 60, 650 pound range, that's where I was looking for that number earlier, have seen a 30% increase in price from January of 2021 to right now in 2023. So, I can't remember his last name, Bill, 
Berman, Bill, Bill Bullman. I can't remember his name. I don't remember. We should get back in touch with him and see if he sees this as a, a, a lifeline to the industry or not. I'll reach out to him. It'd be interesting. Yeah, they're done. All right. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. Are we going to have an episode next week? I'm flying out Thursday. So yeah, oh. we probably will. Oh, you're flying Thursday? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. I guess we could. Yeah, I'm only gone Thursday, Friday. Um, I pr- I'll probably take Monday and maybe even Tuesday off. I don't know yet. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.